Okay, and we're live. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Long Island Gaming League. We have myself, Tom, along with my co-host, Bruno. Doing pretty good, Bruno. And we are joined by our guest, Matt, who is from Stony Brook, um, the esports program at Stony Brook. Matt, if you want to give a hello. Hello, I am Matt, Matt Schinder, um, rising sophomore, Stony Brook University Esports. All right, Matt, if you want to just give a brief description as far as your involvement in the esports, the esports program at Stony Brook in general, just a quick kind of overview about you know, exactly what goes on at Stony Brook. All right, so my job at Stony Brook for the esports club, I am the public relations officer. So that means I run any type of social media account. I want to mainly our Twitter, which we use. And then I'm also working on a YouTube channel which I do Twitch castings for, for our school, for all of our games now. Um, I also try to advertise our Discord, and I work with sending future updates to our members through email monthly for the club members. Well, so you have a pretty, uh, pretty busy schedule, it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, and I also play, too. So. <laughs> of course. Uh, how big is your esports community right now over at Sony Brook? Right now, um, I would say our esports community is a little bit small compared to what we have at our school because our school, Stony Brook, is a STEM school, which is means that a lot of people actually like to use technology. And I noticed that a lot of my friends, they, they play video games in their rooms, but like they don't know about our esports program, which is a bummer because we want to get more engagement in our community. But we do have... Lots of titles that we play. We play Overwatch, Rainbow Six, Hearthstone, Fortnite, League of Legends, Dota 2, CSGO, and we're working on Smash for this coming year. But our main goal is focusing on retaining more members because a lot of people are unaware. Like maybe they're afraid to join our club and participate sure, in. Sure. I know for a while there's always been that kind of stigma. And I know Bruno and I have uh, talked about this before. Um, in previous interviews as well, there always seems to be, or there used to be a stigma around esports that it's, it's just playing video games and on, it's just not the case anymore, um, which, is, which is awesome to see. And it does sound like you have a lot of different uh, programs within your esports program, a lot of different games, which is awesome. Obviously, all of the core ones. Um, how many members would you say, roughly, off the top of your head? Um, I would say at least 100 because we do host some um, general body meetings that a lot of people do attend, and we do like to have a good time playing different games. And the problem is, like I said, with retaining members, is that a lot of the students at our school do commute, and then a lot of our students are international, so they are a little bit shy in coming to our club meetings because they're either just be in their room playing their games, and we want them to come to our meetings. So we really hope that we up the number this coming year. Stigma and 
joined together, like like colleges like Stony Brook and like others that have sort of passed. It's not easy to get rid of that, that stigma. No, it's definitely not easy. Um Bruno, just real quick, um, can you get a little closer to your microphone? Sound just a little distant. Is it better now? Yes, much better now. Uh, okay, sorry about that. You're good, you're good. Um, so, what games do you specifically play, Matt? Um, so, last year I played on the League of Legends, I would say, C team, because it was JV2, and we finished second place overall. So, I was so Matt, quick question. Now, in terms of you say you have the body of about a hundred people in in your in your league and all that. Um, do you normally conduct uh, tournaments and on on site, or are you still or the colleges actually still working on something like that? Um, mainly, we only have this. Um, our Smash Club does run a few tournaments, but our we do partner for our League of Legends clubs where we run one of our biggest video game tournaments called Battle of the Brook. We have 16 teams battling in two different divisions in a giant room playing League of Legends for a good eight hours, battling for the number one spot. But other than that, we are working on doing some Overwatch tournaments, maybe some Hearthstone here and there, looking at the future for next year. Sure, sure. That's awesome. Um, let's see. So as far as um stony brook um what would you say uh, word miss as far as your uh sports at your college versus esports would you say now i know we just actually had a conversation with uh, malloy college and they had a lot of different sports athletes actually come to esports as well yes. um have you found something similar have you found that some other types of athletes are kind of starting to mesh or merge with esports as well. Um, I wouldn't say that we've had any athletes merging with esports a little bit. I do know pretty much like all of our athletes do play Fortnite and the newly Apex Legends. Sure, sure. But other than that, we could, we do want to kind of reach out to our athletes because we know some of them can be really good, but due to time constraints, might not be the best of both worlds to be doing a Division One sport and also doing with academics and then doing another esports title like Fortnite on top of that. So it might not be the best for them. Sure. Sure. It's always, it's always funny to me that in, you know, in the esports world, a lot of people don't realize, especially with games like Overwatch, League of Legends, uh, CSGO, it is so team, like you need to be so in touch with your team. You need that huge, um, it's it's not just sitting in your room playing games anymore. It's it's the, the team aspect of it is so important to do well. And obviously for your typical athlete, you know, being on a team already, they have that. Um, a lot of people I found, I, I found that's why a lot of people I think are leaning towards Fortnite uh, when they're first getting into the esports world because you are kind of by yourself. But as far as your, your Overwatch, your League of Legends, would you say um, your teams for those games would you say they do have a that strong sense of camaraderie that teamwork um and then how would you say that compares to your players who play fortnite um hearthstone etc um i think it's it really matters a lot talking about teamwork when you're playing games like league of legends and overwatch um i know that we had five league of legends teams last year wow. so it wasn't just the team itself like talking to each other doing the bod review but it would be 
the team, like our A team would be helping my team out and then maybe some vice versa, but it's always good to be getting advice from each different team on maybe some cool strategies they have or some very good like matchups you can do. But um, for games like Fortnite and Overwatch, it might be a little bit of a solo thing where you might just need to do more practice and maybe do some research on some cool decks or some secret strategies in Fortnite. So you, so you do, you're saying you have multiple teams, so you do have that whole A team, B team, C team. Is it, do you, are they, how am I going to ask? Is it like a sports team, the like A team is the best, B team is a little bit less in skill, or all the teams are basically mixed up? Uh, as you, the first option you said was the, uh, our A team is mainly like the highest ranked players. They're probably like top 1,000 right now in North America. Sure. Okay. And then our B team is just a little bit below that. And we have two B teams. And then they competed in a JV1 division. And then people like me, which are very a little bit lower, competed in the C division or the JV2 division, where we all placed really high in all three divisions for most of our teams. But only League of Legends at our school is like one of the most popular. We have like one of the highest average ranks. This is why we can have so many people. And obviously I have five teams because we have that many people. And it's really good to mix it up a lot. Now, do you have actual tryouts or you kind of just go based on how they're doing? You, like the, the heads of the esports kind of decide where they're going to go. Or is it actual tryouts where if you, you know, do a certain or if you, you know, you reach a certain uh, level or you um, achieve a certain amount of things, you get put on the higher team. Exactly how does placement work in that realm? Is it more so just opinion or is it more so facts the stats of the games or a little bit of both for our a team tryouts we had two different tryouts for our, we had different divisions based on your ranks i would say because our a team and b team are a little bit of a mix of the highest ranked players and something like a little bit lower than that but like they're trying their best they had a good tryout but like i think all the highest ranked players pulled out in the end and then the other people were put onto the b team and then for our c team was a really like a ranked restriction where you couldn't be a like this high of a rank to play I got you. in that lower division. Of course. Just out of curiosity, when you're 18, would you by any chance know what their ranking is right now? Just out of curiosity. In League of Legends? Yeah. They are, two of them are Challenger, top 300, and then one gotcha. is Grandmaster, which is the next, which is top 1,000, and then two of them are in Diamond 1 right now, which is just a little bit below that. Gotcha. And, and I mean, for people who don't know much about League of Legends, this is one of the most played games in the world. So you may hear top 1,000, like, oh, that's like 1,000 people. That's nothing compared to how many people actually play League of Legends. So that is actually very impressive. Yeah, uh, it's like, it's out of um, 1.5 million right now. I was going to say, I know it's, yeah. it's definitely over a million. Which I is actually thought the number was more than that. Um, for people that like um, actually play ranked in League of Legends, it's 1.5 million that are registered users in a, that have like a specific rank. Oh, that's right. I gotcha. Yeah, and then scrubs like me who have played but never really did ranked, I wouldn't okay. go forward to that statistic. <laughs> um, so Matt, what really brought you to esports? What got you involved in esports? What you know drove your interest? What drove my interest is that I love playing. Uh, multiple variety of games compared to just one game so i felt like signing up to be like a public relations officer i could appeal to not just people that play league of legends but i try to follow the overwatch league i just watched this past csgo tournament and major 
I sometimes watch Hearthstone solo tournaments and I try to watch the Dota 2 International every year. I really like to follow all these different titles. So I think it's really great that I work with esports to connect with everybody that joins our club because I know like maybe I can answer any question they have, any game. I'll play anyone. <laughs> Throwing out a challenge there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, in, in, now in terms of, 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 of Stony Brook itself, what would you think would be, out of all the games that you play, what would you think would be um, probably the best, the, the top game that uh, you guys have in terms of ranking, in terms of the players and the quality of players? Um, I would say it depends on which game, obviously. I mean, a lot of our teams actually do really well. Like, we, like, we don't have, like, an administrative staff to help us a lot. We're kind of student-driven. We're all led by students. Our captains are students, managers, okay. coordinators. We're all students. So I remember in an interview that one of our players did, we just talked, they just said, like, it's all about winning in the end. And if we just keep winning, it sends a message to our administrators at Stony Brook that we can do really well. Like our League of Legends team placed top four for the A team in the East Division, which is like really hard. Mm-hmm. And the one that they lost to ended up getting second place in the college championship in the end. Wow. I know our, our B team ended up playing top eight. And then my team, the C team, placed second place. And for games like Hearthstone, we placed top 32 in the country. Fortnite, we placed top eight in the country. Dota 2, we placed third in the country. And then our Rainbow Six team's under development a little bit, and our Overwatch team just missed out on playoffs last year. So we do like to send a message that we come here to win, and that's what drives us the most. Of course, and getting that administrative support behind you is definitely huge, especially for growth. Um, You know, you can be established, but... Without that extra support, it can be very hard to expand and to grow and to really make a, a bigger name for yourself. I mean, it sounds like you guys are already very successful. Um, I'm sure getting the school administra- administration behind you can definitely help boost that and really um, show people like, hey, like we're for real. We mean business. Um, it's not, like I said before, it's not just playing video games anymore. It's a whole nother world now, which is great. It's actually a financial thing now. If you... I, I, the way I see it, like if when now when colleges start getting involved in it, I'm, I'm starting to look at, you know, scholarships and, 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 you know, you, that's a big thing, especially for a lot of the parents that listen to our podcast is the whole thing about scholarships. Oh, my, my child is good at this. Can he get a scholarship? How does it work? I, that would probably make things easier for you guys if if you know the administration would be a little bit more behind you know yeah no i totally agree because the scholarships that we get are from our winnings and because we play so high most of our teams do end up getting paid in return for doing so well but we do want to step it up we do want to look towards varsity programs for some of our main esports like league Mm -hmm. of legends dota 2 and overwatch so that we can guarantee that you are getting your money is like your time's worth in the end because you do, they, our teams usually work like 20 hours a week practicing, scrimming, mm-hmm. getting better mechanically. So it does need to pay off in the end and we don't want our players to be like, have nothing in return. They're working so hard. I mean, it probably takes a little bit of the, of the edge off of the players, a little bit of, you know, when, if you're getting a little something with it, it also probably takes a little bit of the frustration and the stress off of the players and they might actually play better if you think about it. No, yeah, I totally agree because um, our as since we are a club, our school, our like our 
idea is that we are students first, obviously. So we do need to focus on grades, of course, because we do not have the financial backing of like a varsity program at yeah. our school. So it does put a lot of stress on our players to practice 20 hours a week, let's say, and then also be doing homework, studying for tests that come up. Right. Do you week. have do you have certain restrictions for your um, athletes that say you need us to maintain a certain grade in in these classes or something along those lines just to kind of, you know, remind them that school does come first or is a little more liberal where, you know, you encourage them but not necessarily enforce it? I would say that we encourage them to study a lot, but it's mainly enforced by the rules of tournament advisors. So I believe okay. most, most tournament advisors like C-Star League, they do require a 2.5 GPA and minimum 12 credits. Okay. So it does make sure our students are keeping on top of their work and make sure they're not falling down. That's good. That makes cool. sense. Because yeah, I think, and going back to what Bruno said before with, with you know, the parents that listen, we'd like to clarify because, again, a lot of parents just think that kids are, you know, wasting their time playing video games. All of these esports um, programs, they do uh, care about academics as well. You know, there are – like you said, with all these tournaments, they do require certain GPAs. They require you to take a certain amount of credits. Um, and, and again, I reiterate this just to kind of um, hone down the point that it, it's more than just playing video games. I know I've said that a, a few times already, but um, getting that point across is very important in, in just furthering the esports movement because now more than ever, it's becoming more and more popular. And we're seeing that so many colleges, such as Stony Brook, are just continuing to expand and continue to do great things with the esports program. Um, so it's just very important to reiterate that point. Um, so, with your esports program, Matt, what would you say is one of the major goals of your esports? Obviously, to do well, obviously, to win tournaments. Um, but are there any other kinds of maybe not? championship oriented goals that you have for your program to maybe reach a certain amount of students or reach a certain amount of participation, um, et cetera. Anything like that? Um, some of our main goals are inclusivity, which I feel like sometimes can be a, a major problem in esports is the gender equality discussion. And we do have a lot of females, sure. but we would always love to see more join in, in our club and we don't want to be like less threatening. We always want to be more welcoming about females trying to join the club. Um, we're also interested in maybe hosting more meetings so that we can keep that player retention very high by also playing different games every week. And then we also want to focus on content creation, like I said, with the YouTube channel and myself sure. casting our Twitch games from now on. Sure. And real quick, just so all viewers can check it out, um, if you want to shout out all of the, your social medias, the YouTube channel, the where they can find you. Yeah, so um, on Twitch, we are twitch.tv slash Esports. Also on Twitter, we're Twitter at Esports. Um, we do not have a YouTube channel yet, and we don't run on Instagram, but we are working on our new Discord channel because since we are, as I said before, with the STEM school, a lot of people actually just like to stay on Discord a lot. Sure, so sure. we do have a Discord channel. You can find that on our Twitter. And we also have a Stony Brook Reddit, which is not esports related, but we do sometimes talk about esports in our Reddit, of course. Sure. So everyone listening out there, go follow them, uh, check them out. It does sound like you guys are expanding still, and there's a lot of great things to come in the coming years. 
Um, especially since you're, you said you're only a sophomore, correct? Yeah, I'm only a sophomore. Um, so, yeah, because our mainly our board is like very new students. Like we do sure, sure. half of our board is coming incoming sophomores. We do have one junior that is our president, so it's going to be a maybe a tough transition, but we should get through it. Sure, I think that's I think that's important though, because I mean. Going back to when I was in college, we had a, a gaming sector. It wasn't very esports oriented, but it was you know more so for casual gamers. And the founders were all freshmen when it was founded, and they were there for all four years, kind of running this before they handed it off. And I think you guys starting out in your earlier years, kind of really spearheading the movement, is great. That way, you can really oversee it and make sure that when you guys do finally head out it'll be in good hands after that as well. So I think that's awesome that you guys are getting involved so early. Um, I do have one question. That is, now we're talking about all the games and how, how you guys have you know, the games you use in your, in, your, um, in your program. A couple of names I haven't heard there, though, just out of curiosity. Is, are you looking to expand in terms of, you know, the games that you play, like adding on like, like a Madden or uh, an NBA 2K or even Apex Legends, or is that not in the near future to happen? Um, like I said before, for Smash Club that we have, it's like very popular on our campus, and we want to work with them to maybe have them run the tryouts and then send the best players over to us where we can help them get into tournaments for Smash over the year. But for other games like Madden, it's not really on us, but it's on the students to come to us and develop an interest in playing esports because we can't just like have a Madden team, but we don't have any players that are really interested in playing or maybe just want to play for fun. So it's not really the best unless we have like sure. a good pool of students that actually want to play professionally for our college. If you have tryouts for Apex, let me know. <laughs> yeah. Have you considered putting up maybe like a poll or something uh, on your Twitter or on the Reddit saying like, hey, like, what is another game you guys would like to see? Or how many of you would try out for, say, Madden, for example, or 2K? Because um, that is, it's an interesting point. I feel like a lot of the times um, the discussion with esports is either around the esports around, uh, you know, the the sports games for like Madden FIFA is a big one, obviously. Sure. And then your games like Overwatch, League of Legends, um, Fortnite are kind of put in a separate category, which I find interesting. Um, so have you considered doing anything like that? Putting up a poll, see if anyone would be interested. I don't know if that was in the works or not. Yeah, we actually did have that in our, transition meeting we talked about finding more interest in people that want to play games like quake like madden like For 2k sure. and also apex legends the new one but like we said like i said before with the uh, pool of students we do need to find a larger pool of students that actually want to play because we can't just play with like one or two we need right, right. a good amount of students to actually show interest <laughs> yeah we need a team right of course so sense so what makes your esports program so important? What is uh, what drives you guys to just continue doing what you're doing? The main thing that drives us is usually our records and our 
winnings that we usually have every year. And you like to stay on top. You like to see these casters talking about us and these people on Twitter mentioning like, wow, Stony Brook on top again. It really pushes us and it shows that since we are Columbus students, it really comes down to like all of the students working together through each eSport title, doing very well in their respective games and coming up on top each year. You make a very nice. Yeah, we like to make a name for ourselves because we've had a um actually a League of Legends former pro player came from Stony Brook. Really? But, yeah. But, uh, he retired now and he came back to Stony Brook. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny though. Hear uh, uh, a esports player retire? That doesn't sound. I mean, it sounds funny to hear something. How can you retire from something that you can you can play for forever? I mean. I mean, he had four years behind CLG's main roster on their academy team. Okay. But he okay. never really found that, like, main success. He did play a season okay. on the main roster, but now he's come back to Stony Brook. Sure. And we, we wanted to ask him if he wants to, like, play on our team again, you know, carry us to victory. Because <laughs> he was a top 200 player, but he said that he um, just wants to focus on college first at the moment. Sure, sure. That's, that's, very that's, important. that's respectable, of course. That's very – that's a different reason. I mean, yeah, yeah you don't want to – that that actually makes a lot of sense. If you see things that way, yeah, <laughs> I understand that. Um, what am I gonna? Um, so as of right now, especially like now during the summer, I don't I don't think we've ever asked anybody something like that. During the summer, do you have some kind of like, let's say like like a, a summer camp? like all the other sports would have, like soccer, football, like have a summer camp. Do you have something like that to try to like bring in, like we were talking before, the players that almost like afraid to come out and say that they're players and try to bring new people in? Do you have any type of program like that during the summer? Um, we do not have any program like that, but our main teams from last year are actually competing in the summer leagues. Are very like almost like amateur status really so they can compete sure. to like make scouting grounds for league of legends and there are some overwatch tournaments that i've been interested in and trying to try out for but we do not run any camps like over the summer because like i said a lot of international students of course that right. we have on our teams okay. and everyone is usually like far away from each other a little bit with the commuters some commuters that live close but like a lot of people actually do live really far away from our campus so it could be like a problem with like time timing and like a long drive over to Stony Brook. Sure. Like during during the school year, do you ever have like friendlies with some other local colleges like Hofstra um or any other colleges close by? I don't know if uh not sure about um Suffolk Community College as far as their esports program, but anything like that where you just say like hey like let's get these couple of schools together and just have some friendly tournaments. Um, I don't mean to throw any shade, but the main <laughs> schools that we have problems with are the ones that are, like, always with us at the top. And we know okay. schools like RIT, Upstate, sure. really wow. good. We always are, like, top two with them in like, most of our eSports titles. And okay. we're also fighting with schools like Harrisburg University in Virginia, which are, like, some of the top-level talents that we have sure. around the East Coast, of course. I know these schools in Long Island, like, they are, like, developing their eSports programs, but I feel like we just have, like, higher ranked players than all of them. And we do want to have friendlies, but like sometimes our players feel like it's just too easy for them. I get you. I get you. You don't want it to be <laughs> so one-sided. 
we don't want to. Yeah, we don't want to like show I bad gotcha, gotcha. in a one-sided match. Makes sense. Makes sense. I mean, from 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 your knowledge, um, w- would you say that your program is probably the oldest compared to all the other colleges on the island, or everybody basically started theirs at the same time? Um, I'm not really aware of when these other schools started their programs. I know they were more recent, but um, I know Stony Brook, like our League of Legends team has been here for a good amount, like maybe like five or six years, maybe, which okay. is really nice, which is when we had that former pro player on our team. And we do have other teams like our Hearthstone team that was like in the way beginning of time. And also our Overwatch team when it first came out, we also had a team for that. So I feel like we've been here established for a lot of years and that's why we do have a high player base and we also have like high placings every year in all of our games. Sure, sure. Uh, so I personally have one more question, Bruno. I don't know if you have a lot to follow up with, but my question to you is, what is your favorite game? Simple what is my, my favorite game? What is your favorite game, Matt? My favorite game by far is League of Legends. I like I play it like at least ten hours a day sometimes. And who's your main in that case? My main is definitely Thresh. I am a support player in every game. I like to play Overwatch a lot too. I play support in that. In CS:GO. I play the guy who throws all the nades out. Support player in that too. <laughs> so I just like to be support across the board. Yeah, because I like to focus on maybe not mechanics as much, but like actually focus on the macro gameplay, which I really love. Okay, like right on, right rotating on. and knowing where to be and like. And positioning of everything it's like almost like controlling your pawns on a chessboard i really love to shot call on like kind of like take control of what our team does all the time which i find very important in each team that you have a nice shot caller right on I, definitely i feel like shot calling is one of those things where if you are just starting out in esports you don't realize how important that is and you definitely can't have everyone shot calling at the same time either true that's when bad things happen <laughs> yeah, I just tough. have one follow up with that one. So he asked you, "What's your favorite? What was your first game you ever played?" My first esports site or my first ever no video first game? video game. First my ever first video. ever video game was probably when I was only five. My dad got me uh, Nintendo sixty four, and the only game I'd play every day was Super Mario sixty four. Oh. Still never beat the game, or I still never got one hundred twenty <laughs> stars. But uh, I have been in the game once. That's, that's all that matters. As long as right on, right on. I'm still working on Mario Odyssey, which is like one of the... Uh, <laughs> a long one. Yeah, one of the... Uh, Odyssey, oh, yes. Coming after that. Um, that is all I have. Matt, do you have any final statements? Anything you want to tell our fans? Any uh, students looking to join? Any parents listening in, considering letting their <laughs> uh, children join? Yeah, um, so like I said... We are a very high academic school. We do focus on our STEM majors like computer science, math, and pre-med, of course, because we do mm-hmm. our hospital next door. But if you're looking at playing esports, we are always welcoming and taking more members into our club. We do have tryouts every year, so don't be afraid that you can't try out. We do have multiple teams in each of our games. We're really working on improving and having more players, more teams. That's obviously our goal. So if you're ever looking by, you can always take it to our Stony Brook, and I hope you enjoy it. Right on. So, again, if you try out, don't get it right away. Just keep trying. Don't give up. There's plenty of teams, plenty of esports, um, and sounds like a lot of fun to be had over at Stony Brook. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this has been Tom.
and Bruno. Thank you guys. Thank you, Matt, for uh, for coming in. Uh, hopefully, hopefully in the future we can have you back on. I mean, this is always something that we can always keep on having questions. These questions just keep on popping up. <laughs> Yep. All right. So thanks again, guys. Guys, all of our listeners, thank you so much for listening once again. Have everybody have a great day. Bye-bye. All right, all right, all right. Hello, everybody. You are tuned into the Long Island Gaming League podcast. And this is one of your hosts or co-hosts for the show. It's been a while since we've gotten into things but it does not mean the long island gaming league has stopped moving forward and continuing to bring community help support the esports industry here on long island first i do want to shout out my other co-host shout out to bruno uh hopefully everything is well this is the pre-super bowl uh, episode bruno is in miami right now so hopefully bruno you enjoy uh the super bowl shout out to tom tom is always a pleasure to have you on the show um and when we're all together we do an amazing thing but i felt like i wanted to just jump on and really talk to our listeners because i know you haven't heard from us in a while and give you some updates of some stuff that's been going on with the long island gaming league what we're doing uh, how you could get involved if you're a gamer or non-gamer. One of our most major things, and I'm super excited because I'm going to jump right into it right now, is our game nights. We are about four weeks in to our game nights, and we were fortunate enough to uh, partner up with Colored Colors, the A&M Podcast, the Great South Bay Brewery, and American Cancer Society. Now, why is this such a good thing? Well, let me tell you. It's a good thing because it's a free weekly event for casual and competitive gamers to come out on a Tuesday night, have some beers, play some games with friends, and a chance to donate to charity. So the way it works is we do headliners or featured games where you could donate. 50% of your registration goes to the American Cancer Society, and the other part goes to running the event. So it's definitely something a little unique. It's a little different than what you might be used to when you're going out to, you know, compete in a tournament. The other thing is, let's just say you're not feeling competitive. You don't feel like competing. You don't want to do any registrations, but you love to play the games. You just show up. You play the games. You meet some people. You shake some hands. And this is our fourth week in. So definitely super excited about that. I hope you guys are excited about it, too. And I hope to see you every single Tuesday at the Great South Bay starting at 7 p.m. Goes from 7 to 10. And it's every Tuesday. Um, on some other stuff that has been going on in the world of the Long Island Gaming League. Oh, by the way, guys, this is going to be a very short podcast. It's not like it's going to go on for hours. Maybe max 15 minutes. But it's just something to let you know. And it's also been sponsored by Perk Up. So if you need some energy and you don't feel like having to drink that energy and you just want to take a little perk up, it's a little pill, pop it, it's good to go. Uh, we are glad to have them as a sponsor. They sponsored our gamer, Ether the Ronin. Can you beat the beast? He's a Tekken Street Fighter player locally here on Long Island, and they sponsored him as well. So again, just so you know, perk up, 
sponsored this podcast and we are super excited about that as well now as i continue to give you some more updates of what's been going on with the long island gaming league as you know uh we're really into the whole school education we work with a lot of the local colleges here and we are in week i believe 19 of our esports club development program working with the lovely stem students up at nyit uh this is great for us uh, because we really get to work with the kids and esports is very fun it's about playing games and you know just what do i say i'm almost out of lost words esports is really good because it's about community but our approach when it came to working with the kids is it's also about the esports industry the career opportunities they have the scholarships that they can have the friends that they can meet whether it's locally or globally and the world that they're growing up in now is very digital and esports is the way that they come together and we are happy to be able to show them light on how they can really benefit from this and we're currently in the tournament session of our club development where we're teaching our you know students about club play uh creating a tournament how to practice how to get better how to be a support for your team and it's an exciting moment for us uh, and thank you to the nyit cyber bears uh, for allowing us to use their facility so shout out to duran and also uh shout out to jt excuse me um uh jared yeah might be messing up your name, but uh, let's just say the Jacket Man. Uh, so shout out to the Jacket Man for really helping us with developing and working with us on this aspect of our club development course. So that is another thing that we're super excited about. I'm not done. Uh, with that being said, we are in talks with doing a major contract rollout here in Suffolk County. Uh, working with the Meta, so shout out to the Meta. Uh, we have something in the works we're working with them. So we're really trying to collaborate with a lot of local companies who are in the esports. And I don't want to give you all that juice just yet because until the ink is signed, uh, I want to invite you to our little celebration once we sign the deal. So Long Island Gaming League is definitely making some big moves here on Long Island. And the last thing before I wrap this up, because again, it's not a long. A long one, but it's something to perk you up. Again, this is sponsored by Perk Up, where you could visit their website, you could try it out, and you could also get a sample at our game nights if you want to come out to Perk Up. So keep that in mind and be ready to perk up. So the last thing before I close out this Long Island Gaming League podcast episode, I want to tell you about, yes, here it goes. We have partnered with the Long Island Ducks to bring you an eSports game day. So if you're a baseball fan, if you're a Ducks fan in the summertime, you're going to have the opportunity to come out, play some games, watch some baseball, and have a really, really good time. It's going to be an amazing experience, and we are super excited to be able to work with the Long Island Ducks, the Long Island Ducks and the Long Island Gaming League coming together to bring the esports community and competitive and non-gamers an experience like never before 
at the Long Island Ducks Stadium. So if you want to know more about that and you want to get tickets and you want to be a part of it, definitely after you hear this, make sure you subscribe, you follow us on Instagram, all of our social media platforms, on our website, www.thelongislandgamingleague.com, L-I Gaming League on Instagram, L-I Gaming League on Twitter, you name it, we're there. Yes, that's right. I said it. The Long Island Ducks has partnered with the Long Island Gaming League, and we together are going to be putting on a eSports game day on one of the games that are going to be held at the stadium. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be amazing. So, again, thank you so much for just tuning into the Long Island Gaming League. This episode is sponsored by Perk Up, and stay tuned to the next episode. Have a great one, guys, and I hope your team wins in the Super Bowl.